Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Deadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Pay-per-views, <laughs> premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Havlin and Sidge to review last night's NXT. Again, a lot of wrestling on this show. Too much, if anything. Yeah. Too bloody much. Uh, you can't call NXT unremarkable because something always happens. There is always something on this show. Mm-hmm. It can sometimes go the whole hour where like not much NXT brand stuff has occurred and then it, and then it just does, does right in your face. But these wrestling heavy ones feel the most unremarkable the show has felt in a while. Like, NXT, it's really weird. You know how we joke, but also it's a complete shoot, that we're the only ones that cover this, talk about this, care about <laughs> this, right? On yeah. Twitter, there is this small niche group of people that have started trying to build this case that NXT is, like, actually the best show of the week, not just the way we say it is. Like, well, guys, stop sleeping on it. Best wrestling's happening down there. All those sort of mm-hmm. like really people that are kind of like putting an armor on show. I'm serious. You've got to be checking out Tuesday nights. You don't. Like, you can just listen to this podcast. You can skip some highlights and see the rude stuff, and it's all fine. But I have a feeling Shawn Michaels has got wind of this particular brand of acclaim and is chasing it, and it's bad. <laughs> Stop that. Stop that at once. A bunch of your wrestlers can't achieve those levels. A bunch of your wrestlers that can't achieve those levels, will nonetheless get looped in a little gif for lame engagement, the lamest maybe engagement on Twitter at the moment. Keep it silly, stupid, because that's what... Keep it stupid, simple, because that's what I want to get out of this NXT every week. I had a bit of work dread ahead of the commute today, having watched this show, because I was just thinking, how am I going to bury this? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really have either of the... We talk about the trifecta on Wednesdays ahead of Dynamite. Cannot reach the trifecta, matches, angles, promos. Um, cannot reach the two things, NXT. Can I have some? Eh, it's not bad. And, oh, it's really greatly bad. Yeah. Uh, did it have either last night? Not convinced. Yeah, I'm conflicted by last night's show because I had a load of fun in the main event, I've got to say. Uh, I really like this new version of Bron Breaker. Kicks Meaner than evil. But me and, said on his gear. Me and Sidge had this big 
you know, uh, this sort of spiderweb plan of it's not over yet. The story's not over. And it, it might be, it's unfortunately. Over, it's over. They've moved on from we, the greatest, not love story, greatest story in all of wrestling. For context, we were looking at the tournament brackets. You see this? The NXT yeah. women's title uh, tournament. Uh, yeah. Why would you dangle the carrot and put Kiana James and Fallon Henley on the same side of the bracket and not have them both advance? Stink eye in the little lineup as well. You thought you were like, like is this... It's not over, but now in hindsight, it looks like it was just remembering that your characters don't like each other. Yeah. Bit of continuity, great, this great story ever told. Advanced, and it, it's it's over. I'm still huffing the copia, and I'm like, well, there's still the Fallon Henley match. How? Maybe Kiana's realised that without any help, yeah, she's kind it's of pathetic yeah. now. You're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just what they could have got a wedding out of this, and they bloody love weddings. Yeah. Terrible. There was way too much, uh, yeah, Cowboy's back on track, instead of wanting to spot little moments between the two of them where all isn't what it seems. This was actually, well, they are back on track because they're inferior to their supposed jobber opponents. Like, I don't want to see them like that. I want to see them still struggling to find their groove again, and there was very little of that. Oh, they're back. Ironically, because they're not, in fact, back. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, let's get into it. The uh, show opened with a recap of uh, last week where Indy Hall obviously vacated the NXT Women's Championship. The uh, championship tournament was beginning tonight. Uh, and you've got the eight wrestlers lining up in the aisle, like you say, staring each other down. Uh, and we get straight into it with Gigi Dolene versus Tiffany Stratton. And as Tiffany's making her way to the ring, there's a little in-the-box promo inset thing. Uh, she says, oh, I can't believe I had to compete in this tournament. Like, I should have been handed the women's title. Now I have to go through three girly matches, starting with Jersey Darlene. She's so deranged. Like, I don't even know what the hell she's going to do. I need this, like, I need a pair of fat jeans. Ugh, gross. So if I beat female Chucky tonight, then two more, then I'm going to become NXT Women's Champion. Toodles. She that was... Was that equally as indecipherable? <laughs> <laughs> Stratton is fading She's going to win the whole thing for me still. I think she will. It was just funny to, uh, yeah, as you say, indecipherable, to try and figure out what this promo was all about when it was designed as exposition. Only in NXT uh, could the exposition like be indecipherable. It's like you've basically told this character to go out and lay out the entire plot, which was laid out by a graphic. But yeah. she's going to do it anyway, uh, and you can barely hear what she's saying. We're going to do it anyway. Oh, a retro soundboard there. Yeah. That one for ages. Um, Stratton does the Matrix thing to dodge a clothesline from Gigi early on. Um, Gigi uh, manages to hit a Bronco Buster in the corner. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, uh, that was meant to be uh, something else. Um, missed a second one. Uh, that allowed Stratton to uh, target the injured shoulder. Um, and then I don't know what happened as we went to the finish. It was meant to be some sort of rolling fireman's carry slam thing. Yeah. Didn't go well. Um and uh, Dolene just collapses to the mat, basically. Uh, but Stratton pulls off the prettiest moonsault ever to get the one, two, three. I'm ooh, a bit apprehensive about analyzing this match, which, to be blunt, was dire. Like, absolutely dire. Gigi Dolin posted an Instagram story in the aftermath saying, I miss being PK, like Priscilla Kelly. So maybe she's just her head's not right at all. Maybe she's really unhappy with her role in NXT. And it could just be 
fake engagement because this is what wrestlers do. But she has had to navigate some very mm. personal, weighty material of late. Um, so maybe that is a factor in her, like, let's face it, rapidly declining performance level. She is wrestling at the moment like she is wading through treacle. And the matches are scarcely believable, not exciting, like very, very sluggish. And there were times here where, can you remember that infamous um, Tainara Conti Santana Garrett Wednesday Oy. Night Wars match yeah. where, I don't know if they still do an NXT, it would not surprise me, but they used to rehearse on the Tuesday when it was Wednesday Wars. Everything, but in this weird slow motion, there's actual leaked footage of NXT UK rehearsals where mm -hmm. they do the entire show, almost like it's not like what wrestling should be. <laughs> Um, from entrance, like they rehearse their entrances. It's like you do this every week, you rehearse your entrance because it never changes. And you can see sort of Trent Seven just very slowly going into the ring and they're just doing all of it at half speed just to make sure it's very ironically perfect. Mm. This match felt like one of those rehearsal sessions, like they just weren't moving. There was a point early on where um, Stratton was trying to do something on the mat she was trying to pin down an outstretched Gigi Dolan arm. She realized she was facing away from the hard camera when she made the pin. So she had to get up and do it again, look at the hard camera, and it just really brought into focus. You know, if you taught these people how to wrestle and not try and memorize every move in advance, you might have something here. The system, this performance center system, is completely irreparably broken and this match really laid bare every flaw in it. Really not good, but I'm trying to go two-footed on the system and not the talent because I do wonder if something's happening mm. with Gigi Dolan. Yeah, there are... Aye, I'll try and keep it more general as a result as well. Yeah, there are terrible matches on NXT all the time, and this was one of them. And a lot of people would say, well, you know, it's the developmental brand that happens to be on television, so there's got to be that bit of both. Mm. You're going to sort of have these main events like this one that you might quite enjoy, or Wesley is capable of a genuinely great, dynamite, four-star quality match mm -hmm. every now and then, and stuff like that. The problem comes when it's a match between a multi-time tag team champion on one side and a wrestler who's been positioned as the potential winner of this tournament. There are people... Base can, of the division as yeah, well. Yeah, there are people that can be in developmental matches on places on this show. And by developmental, I mean bad. And then there are ones that are supposed to be the wrestlers that, oh, they could have been called up. Or the quality is presumed at this point, and this felt so far short of that from wrestlers that are supposed to be delivering the top end. I know NXT was gutted in the draft, but these would have been considered top-end talents regardless. Yeah. Like six months ago, you said, maybe they'll just fast-track Stratton. Maybe Toxic Attraction will get called up. Those sort of conversations were happening. We were booking Stratton in the Rumble, yeah. Yeah, like those sort of conversations were happening. So this was less than ideal, to say the least. Uh, the Scottish lads are uh, headed to the ring for their tag title match. Uh, meanwhile, are having a meeting. Um, and uh, Joe Gacy's hyping up. Um... And he says, I've got no doubt you're going to bring gold back. Um, and Mick Jagger and Robbie Fowler leave. And Joe Gacy turns to Ava. She hasn't got a surname. She's the Rock's daughter. Uh, and she's uh, taken, sorry, he's taken what she said to heart. He's not going to be ringside. Ava, you guide them. 
Um, and before we get to the tag match, Trick and Mello are hanging out at the barber shop. Mello says he's ready, but he can't be. He's not cleared to compete yet. Um, but he appreciates Trick standing up for him. You don't have to do this, Trick. Trick says, "No, I do. Uh, I've been working harder than ever. I'm going to do it for you, but I'm also going to do it for myself." Um, your biggest test is defending the title at Battleground. My biggest test is tonight. You might have to wait a while. It will be too obvious, too petrolly for some fans. Maybe even Sage. I don't know. We haven't discussed it over the desk. It's NXT. But genuinely, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, and not being able to quite figure out how this ends, even though you know it ends badly, is probably one of my favourite things in wrestling. I love this unit so much. I believe them. So even when the lines are a bit cheesy and cliched, they're just very good at delivering them. I saw, like, I can't remember who tweeted this, but it did, like, mad numbers for an NXT tweet. So they'll be getting enough kudos. But it was like, all of these conversations are happening in a barber shop. What does Shawn Michaels love booking? His own stuff. Like... I love this. Yeah. I can't call which way it goes, and I think they're being really coy and clever with kind of you being able to find the rationale for either man to turn heel slash stay babyface in the split. Mm-hmm. I'm emotionally invested in this, and it's not happening right now. It's just when it happens, it's going to be very earned, I think. I've had a nice year of just being pals with great chemistry, so that's earned this. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's not one of my favorite things, but I expect it should be handled very, very well. Um... I would, this is the, my best means of praising this double act and the potential this storyline holds. I would be flabbergasted if Mello and Trick weren't like really tight behind the scenes mm. because they've just got this fabulous chemistry, which if handled correctly will inform a real like emotional resonance to their breakup. I love the pattern. Very earnest this for NXT. Mm. some shit to talk about. <laughs> I love the pattern of the heels spotting it and trying to use it as a weakness for the two of them. It comes up all the time now as like, we're going to cut through this to try and weaken your advantage. And I I really like that as well. It's They've thought about it quite a lot, clearly. And as you say, like when wrestlers are mates, they're probably spitballing all the time and then taking ideas to Shawn Michaels or whoever. And yeah, go with that, do that, say that. It's nice. So it's the NXT tag title match next. It was uh, Gallus represented by Mark Coffey and Wolfgang versus... Uh, represented by Robbie Fowler and Mick Jagger, of course. Um, Stop beating each other up before the bell even sounds. You got the family watching from that eagle's nest bit. Um, And to take us to a break, Mark Coffey gets kicked in the face, uh, hit with an enziguri into a downward spiral for a nice near fall. Uh, In amongst all this, there was this random backstage skit with Diamond Mine where the Creed brothers are... They've got we've got our own masks, but these are blue. Uh, look, we're the weirdos are out in the ring right now, Ivy you know? And she's like, "What are you doing?" She yells at him to stop messing around. Um, when we come back to the match, Wolfgang comes in, cleans house. He hits a double rock bottom. Um, it looks like Gallus have, have got this match in hand, um, but Ava distracts them. That allows Mick Jagger, to, Mick Jagger to come back and hit a DDT. In runs Ivy Nile though to brawl with Ava at ringside. Creed's run out and try to separate them. There's a big brawl on the floor. That distracts everyone, which allows Gallus to hit their finisher um, on, I think it was Mick Jagger, um, to, get the one, to get the one, two, three, and then the Gallus bullies off to the bloody pub. I like the Crystal Young veterans and their work and their double teams here looked great, and it was a cruel reminder of, oh, if they were just in a company, that didn't make them like Kane. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this Give it time. Let it play out. Well, I was going to say, was this feeding into your complete mm-hmm. obsession that everything turns out great and exactly the way you want it for these two. Because, I what what have we just watched here? So, like, forget about Gallus. Gallus terrible. Two and three-quarter star tag match. We sure I have. By the, the, the challenges. But from a plotting point of view, the Jizim in trouble here. Like, yeah. Gacy was 
clearly busy and had his mind elsewhere, as we'll get to. And is the dyad going to be pissed off with him for yeah. that? And then they get to morph back into their favourites. And oh, yes. to your point, they've got like three months, WWE, to try and sell them on a, a brighter tomorrow. Don't win the tag out too quick. Right, they're trying to keep them sweet. Yeah. But they've got a timer out to really psychologically manipulate them. You can't have it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be like a month before you go. Yeah. Really get you on the hook. Well, there's another team who's got to win the tag titles in the interim. Every time I watch them, I'm like, it's another title defense for Gallus. God, I hope so. Got like. I, w- I love the Creeds, but it's not their time. Earnestly, right? Earnestly, I just feel like, I don't know, there'll be more wrestling to pay attention to on the day of Battleground. Just, <sighs> just got a feeling. Yeah, yeah. My mind will be elsewhere. I will be, at very least, refreshing Twitter or having a sly glance at the network around that tag title match. They have me emotionally, but it's just as a shoot. Just love one act and hate the other. Have we mentioned on the pod what you guys will be doing over that weekend? No. Me and Sidgwick are going to have to be checking the result of that Battleground tag match from Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. Somewhere near Caesar's Palace, Las Vegas, Nevada. Because <laughs> we're going to be at double or nothing. Yeah. Awesome. Providing all going well. All going well. Yeah. It will. It, anyway. What could possibly go wrong? F*** off, man. <laughs> yeah. I won't sell that, even though I feel it too. <laughs> uh, provide like really class coverage from there in person. Being professionals, but at the same time being unprofessional because we'll have to be keeping one eye on You know it's your fault if something goes awry now. Yeah, And I'll resent you forever. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll be off on a stag do, so I'm not here either. So. <laughs> You'll feel it in the undercurrent of every podcast. Cedric never, ever forgiving you. No, it won't be his fault. No, it will be his fault, but it will be now. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, um, like a football result Why thing. Why did about. you do that to me? It was like we were saying yesterday, me and Sid, when they, the, I think it came out over the weekend, where the World Health, Health Organization was like, oh, Kobe's finished. I was like, don't say it out loud. <laughs> did they? Yeah. It was a big news it's report. officially finished. <laughs> That's COVID. The, the bottom line in, you cannot finish COVID. Apparently they have. The novel coronavirus. Um, I don't no, feel good about that. Like, don't tempt fate. I genuinely. Isn't it like, I didn't read this because I'm scared of it still to this day. So I might read it. But like, my understanding is that it's always just mutated yeah. Yeah. into something awful. Who knows? They don't want to bum the readers out. No, with stay safe. We've already just talked about Gallus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. bum them out. I, I don't know how we got here, but we're really excited to be going to Vegas to cover Double or Nothing. And yeah. that's, that's the cool, just that's the cool news. Yeah. This is the last thing we need. Uh, I'll get something to cheer you up in a second. I am guaranteed going to check the results of NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Son, you grounded. Battle grounded. <laughs> Um, I'm going to check the results of that before I check Double or Nothing. If, if the of boys course are you are. The tag titles. Of course you are. Uh, anyway, um, we're backstage. Uh, the Chase U guys are there. Big Body Javi walks up to uh, to mock Chase U and mock Thea Hale, saying, oh, was there no classes in getting into the Women's Championship Tournament? Trying to make sense of something that is fundamentally nonsense is great, isn't it? There's a few of these on this show. I don't suppose you've got any classes in getting in the tournament in your fictional university <laughs> that is attached to a wrestling company. Now who's the stupid one? Everybody. Everybody's the stupid yeah. one. Anyway, in comes the temporary... Is he a dean? Is that what his name, the title is? Like a kick-ass duke. Uh, yeah, duke. The dean of duke? Yeah, the duke bloody Hudson walks in. Uh, Thea Hale's like, oh, what did I do on the quiz? And he goes, oh, hail, hail, hail. 88. And she goes, yeah, 88. <laughs> she sells it brilliantly. Um, 
And Javi says, oh, you're really getting into this whole scam of yours, Duke. Um, playing the old long game. And Duke says, you don't even go here. Um, I'm just filling in until Andre Chase comes back. Uh, how dare you besmirch the name of Duke. Oh, Chase University. Uh, he's like, uh, I noticed that. <laughs> bit of a, uh, it's as subtle as Tyler Bate looking at the title. Um, bit of a Freudian you slip what? there. Hmm? What? Uh, Tyler Bate, I said, uh, slowed down the footage last week. He's he glanced just briefly at Wesley's Ooh, North American that Championship. That could be a clue for a future matchup. Yep. <laughs> They're our rivals. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Javi points that out, and uh, Duke says, so a medical fight, then. You're going to get a Chase U-sized ass-whooping. That come match is coming up. But before we get to that, Michael Hamlet, there is a... Montage of all the attacks that have been going on with someone in a hoodie who's not Indy Hartwell. Uh, watching all this. Love this so much. Like, oh, you've, uh, you've taken away my payoff there, Paul. Like, I, I really needed her. Put somebody in a fucking hoodie. Make him a hacker. I don't give a shit. Like, it's just, like, it's just the easiest, quickest, right? Pile all this together. We're going we're gonna to give it to somebody else at the end of the season. Like, you pull off that hood and it's Sam Allardyce or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, just this, a, new, a new wrestler today got told. It's you now. Ah, oh, all right. Then. Probably more likely it's Frank Lampard because he comes in and ruins everything. <laughs> I this couldn't have been any clearer and make good, but I guess somebody's getting there. Somebody's getting this now, aren't they? Somebody's getting given these attacks. Yeah, and it like it's not. So it's somebody in a hoodie. So it's a mysterious figure. Me and Cedric said this all the time. Gabba was, and we're on that. Like I want to know now. Like next yeah, week, yeah. The, next week the hood comes down. Well, I'm stopping everything to watch that. But we've now had scripts, NXT anonymous, and. Person in a hoodie. There are so many people like trying to stay anonymous and hidden in that friggin' performance center. One of the many failings of that building is the security footage, apparently. Yes. Just find out who it is. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that stopped them the other day, or just ask uh, Thingy, Sol Ruka, because the only thing that stopped us from seeing who attacked her was the fact that the gr- glass was frosted. She <laughs> would have seen them. Just yeah. who That's did it? Uh, anyway, we got the match Duke versus Big Body Javi. Um, Bernal gets a bit in, but Duke Hudson fire up spots. Oh, my God. Runs wild. Flip-flop and fly. German suplex where he jumps into the ring from the apron to hit it, um, and then he finishes him off with a razor's edge and gets the one, two, three for Duke. Oh, Chase, you! As I said yesterday, I'm glad this match existed because it can sort of solidify his claim to being the Dean. because he can say I'm a winner about to tell me I have proper stakes in this industry yeah and he can say well you know I'm a winner so maybe I should have control of the university and that's why this match functioned it the big fire up spot now that it's really obvious what he's doing here like it did the fire up spot rely on the mystery the the hope that he might come good and I just felt like a very routine Duke Hudson match well you know, we already know that he's not a good poker player, but also now he's also like figuratively not a good poker player because he's kind of bluff. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a, it's a bit of a shit. I like this anyway because I always, I think I always wanted both. I always wanted the tag team thing as yeah, long as you get away with them. Has gone now, and then the turn. But I, and like I'm kind of looking forward to the Duke you rebranding. Yeah, the week in which he changes the color scheme and there's Duke on the new like on the thing and behind where he teaches. It's basically, so. Cody Rhodes changing Bullet Club, isn't it? Effectively. But better. Yeah, but better. Um, one of our new things... An all-time a bit, that Bullet Club t-shirt. So with the Cody man. hair on top of the skull. The, he was the best man. BTE megalomaniac Cody. Just one of my favourite wrestling things ever. Yeah. 
How astute was it of him to realise these little nerds love their little Bullet Club logo? Right, okay, I can get heat off that. Mm. It was the best. And work himself into like a triple threat with the Golden Lovers. What match can I look amazing in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Kenny doing their spot together. I'm just there as well. What a genius. I'm there as well, just watching. <laughs> <laughs> Lovers, probably. <laughs> right. Barn Wagner is walking backstage with Robert Stone. And he says, and I'm not making this up, the weather is nice. That's a powerful thing. Especially when it is storms. <laughs> what was right? Let's can we just deconstruct this before we get to the rest? The, the speed round, yeah. Tell me again what Vaughn said. The weather's nice, and that's a powerful thing. Right. What does that mean? <laughs> who, who says that? They say like sun's good for your mental. Is that the idea? Like, yes. Well, I was thinking that there's like babes and bikinis, and Ooh, he could nah. be happy with that because it's spring break, and you know NXT is very horny. Yes. And is he like because it's Von Wagner? Is he trying to be a bit like, hey, lads, 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 lads? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like ah, uh, sometimes it can be a powerful thing if you know what I mean. More cleavage is out there. Yeah. Is that what he's trying to say? But he just doesn't have no. any kind of like because <laughs> he'd just say it, wouldn't he? And that's a powerful thing, because the women are wearing less clothes. Which titillates me. <laughs> you know just, what I mean? It just like, makes it really awkward. Look, Robert, look at my erection. <laughs> Robert Stone's he... like, I love it in the summer, because the ladies take the twins for a walk, and he's like, what if they don't have children? <laughs> <laughs> what are they, dogs? <laughs> anyway, speed round. <laughs> look, look at those puppies, Vaughn. Where? <laughs> Dogs are not permitted on the beach. You know this, Robert. So, speed round. Hamburgers. Bacon burgers. So, is that word association or favourite? Yeah, I think so. So, like... like they, they can't say it, but, like, if this was us, it'd be like, McDonald's or Burger King? Yeah. And then you, you go, you know, yeah, yeah, Coke yeah. or Pepsi, whatever. Hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon burger. Just shouting burgers at each other. Cheeseburger. Whopper. So this is all um, uh, next uh, continuation of Stone needs to know more about Vaughn. Yeah, he needs yes. to open up. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, exactly. Don't think about your answers. Just whatever comes first out of you, just say it. Fries. Oh, my God. That's a good one, Robert. Chili cheese. Ice cream. Mint chocolate chip. No, wait. Cookies and cream all day, but not all day, because then I would be sick. Um, and it's not all day because I previously said mint chocolate chip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robert, it's all day. That suggests there's literally one option, because you would eat it for the entirety of the day. Yeah. yeah. But you've entertained another option, Vaughn. Why do they add end cream to the title? That is surely implied when you order your iced cream. <coughs> anyway, Robert Stone prefers... Pistachio. So do I. Can I just say? Yeah. Pistachio ice cream is good. Greasy garlic bread with cheese and pistachio ice cream. Where me and Sage meet in the middle food wise. Yeah. And my raspberry ripple candy. Of guy. course. You know. I love raspberry ripple. Big curly whirly sticking out the top <laughs> instead of a plate. <laughs> yeah. Curly whirly. Strawberry sauce all oh, over it. Yeah. Monkey's blood. Yeah. Monkey's blood. <laughs> um. Robert Stone has to perform the hardest turn I've ever seen in NXT. He says, oh, yeah, I prefer pistachio. What do you think when you see this picture? And it's the, the picture of child Von Wagner in the hospital after some harrowing operation. And 
Childhood brain surgery. Yeah, yeah. that's what it looks that's like. That's it, isn't it? Like Von, Von's unsurprisingly quite taken aback by this, and then some bell end walks up and tries to like make a joke about. He says something like, "Oh, Von, I couldn't help but overhear you trying to get ahead," and I was like. God, that's a bad way of you. You've gone. We need to say something about his head because that's where he had the surgery. But nothing else. There's nothing else you could have gone for for that line. Anyway, this obviously um, affects Von. He grabs this guy and he pins him up against the wall. Uh, and the bloke and he, the bloke gets oh terrified and walking. And Von lets him go as he walks away. He yells, "Freak!" I need to know what's going on here. Von Von sort of looks conflicted by all this, but then goes. <laughs> Pistachio. It's what's going on. It's WWE and it's value systems as usual, right? They and ultimately, like this is for a Von Wagner baby face turn. So, like, it will be empowering and inspirational and motivational in the end. But it's WWE, so they have to go through May nineteenth first. Like before you get to the bit where everybody's throwing roses at Von Wagner for like what must have been an incredibly difficult hurdle that he's overcome at such a young age. It's like I bet he's uh, on ticker cane, house burned down backstory instead that makes him too angry to function. And it's just, he's neither of those people. No. He's, and, he, and that's okay too, by the way. Find what you're good at and be that. But he's, he's not Kane, the Undertaker, nor is he the guy at the end that sort of, he's not like Shawn Michaels again doing the Shawn Michaels thing. There's no boyhood dream comes true moment for Von Wagner at the end of this because he's not Shawn Michaels in 1996. Yeah. He's none I of the things. I find him positively endearing. Yeah. Mm. I wish the very best for Von Wagner. Same. Just in case that gets overlooked when we have bits on the podcast. I have an empathy for Vaughn, and it's all in good nature because people have at various points considered him a joke. I like his quality, mm. his vibe. And there's still there's still a chance for your two's Beverly Brothers thing. Oh, we can only hope. The free agent thing got me very nervous because I thought, well, we're just not going to get him on NXT at all. Yeah. But I guess what it means is just potentially we get him on all three brands. Oh, he already was, wasn't he? Wasn't he security on SmackDown? He has done that, yeah. W- one week. There's a sweetness to Von Wagner. Mm. May 19th, of course, which is in... days. Very good. Uh, Gallus and the Creed. I love it when he's a broadcaster. Yeah, he's great. Traffic and travel next. I love it. <laughs> Gallus is celebrating in the back with his Scottish breeze. Uh, and the Creed's are there and Ivy Nile's there and they get into it and Creed's want a title shot. Piss off, lads. Family's next. Come on. They killed some people to get that title shot. Uh, but Ivy thanks the Creeds for having their back uh, and then it's time for Eddie Thorpe versus Damon Kemp Damon Kemp of course calling him a kid the other day um, and uh, Kemp takes him down but Thorpe c- controls it with a headlock takeover um, Kemp comes back into it then gets elbowed in the face Eddie Thorpe puts him in a half crab Kemp goes to the ropes and then uh, I suppose this is a sort of they were trying to make this as a way of like an excuse for Damon Kemp to run this back because Kemp gets pulled away from the ropes and he's bringing the apron with him. The ref calls for a break, um, but he's all tied up in the apron that's been pulled into the ring, basically. Um, Eddie Thorpe hits a boot and a German suplex and his leaping elbow drop for the one, two, three. Yeah, you're right. Uh, blatantly obvious this carries on next week because of this weird thing that never happens in the summer. We didn't even just teased it. We didn't even preview that yesterday. That wasn't advertised. Didn't preview what? Damon Kemp versus Eddie Thorpe. No, and they put lots of storyline into this. Just so. put it on telly. Kemp as this complete arsehole backstage is a is a way to instantly build matches. Eddie Thorpe is a Jim Ross Macromarginal guy. There's something about him. Yeah. And like he's got That's great. He's got the intangibles, 
which they try and train into the wrestlers that they can't in the performance center. He's got them already. So what you hope doesn't happen is you watch them gradually erode away and he becomes <laughs> a, I'm going to spend ages turning you around, so I'm pinning your face in the hard camera. That was another Tiffany strategy as you dole in moment of which there were many. Yeah. But I hope he doesn't. I hope they don't sort of smoothen all of his edges because he does mm. count when he's out there. And I like. I just like the way he's... I like the way he moves around the ring. He's got that confidence that so few of the newcomers in the training That's have. what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mackenzie's backstage. He's got bad bunny quality footwork. It's not a lot to fucking ask. <sighs> Don't get started down that rabbit hole. Oh, didn't even mean that. Yes, you did. I <laughs> <laughs> just winked at his. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Mackenzie's backstage with Kiana James. She gets asked about a match with Bird Person tonight and, uh, Kiana says uh, she's got the hardest first-round opponent, but she thrives under pressure. She's accomplished all the things she set out to do, except the NXT Women's Championship. Um, this first year's been great, but even better when she wins the title. I still had hope at this point, Sige. Um, Yeah, me too. Um, and then Mackenzie is also backstage with Bron Breaker. Um, Asked him about his change in attitude. Bron says, there isn't a change. I just stopped caring about all these bloody losers. Um, he carried NXT on his back, and people stopped caring and started cheering for Melo instead. Uh, that's fine, because Melo's still taking splinters out of his ass. Uh, if you don't like it, the door's over there. I didn't ask for this interview. You did. And then he says, actually, no, I have got one thing to say tonight. Um, I'm going to put Melo's best friend in the same hospital I put Carmelo Hayes in. I love this new version of Brom. Wish he wouldn't sell so much. But we'll yeah. get to that later. Yeah, the, all the intensity. 
you ignore so much of what they put out there on television in the matches. He's great. Yeah, he's yeah, a fantastic video. Ignore the point. Like, if you miss the point that they are trying to to give you, he's like their perfect video package heel, isn't he? Yeah. Um, next up was a match that um, I suppose one of the opponents was expecting to be <laughs> very entertaining. Zilia Dragonov versus Dijak. Vicious chops exchange between the two men. Well, that was one that Dijak threw. Oh, yeah. yeah. Getting into this, uh, no, Dij- it was the worst. <laughs> Dijak got a near fall off a high kick and then just decided, I'll oh, bollocks this. Went outside, got a chair. The referee went, You can't use that. Grabbed the chair. I did like Dijak just throwing him effectively via the chair. Just starts battering uh, Dragonov. Obviously, Dragonov gets the DQ victory. Um, they go outside after he's nailed Ilya with a few more chair shots. And uh, he traps him underneath the ring steps. He's getting choked by the gap in the ring steps. Uh, and Dijak well, stands over it and says, do you feel alive now? He's yes. snapped. Yes, because he's, he's the opposite of dead there. Because he's not even in any pain. He loves pain so much. He sells imaginary yes. attacks just to, just to feel that it's feeling. Basically, he's dragging off having a wank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That... Uh, the ring steps were not pushing his rim ca- rib cage at all here. Ilya Drakinov. Ilya Drakinov. This was uh, a wretched, woefully unconvincing post-match angle. It, capital M, capital C must continue stuff. They're saving okay. it for the pipe, aren't they? They're stipping it off and saving it for the pipe. Somebody in the crowd was into it. There was someone. Yeah. <laughs> He said, let's keep this going for at least... Nine days! <laughs> Ultimately, uh, I, this was just wretched. Absolutely wretched. Inconclusive. Your investment doesn't count. The real quiz will be in the coming weeks, you marks. Here's something to bide you over, tide you over. And, uh, yeah, his rib cage wasn't getting crushed. And if you were trying to crush someone's rib cage, put the flat part of the steps on it, no? Yeah. Yes. Not the bit with the gap in. Correct. Yeah. yeah. The, this was like textbook, you know, those reviews you've mentioned before, Sage, where somebody like, and I, th- I think they mean it, but I can't know for sure. They're like, great couple of minutes, this, and uh, can't wait to see some more. So no complaints. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> i got a few complaints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Wesley goes in to see Tyler Bates. Tyler Bates meditating, uh, and Wesley's talking to him, yeah. saying, oh, you did great. You're a majestic leopard taking out Charles Dempsey. Uh, I've got you back tonight, um, and uh, he's like, Are "You can you hear me? You need to get going here." And uh, he uh, comes out of this deep trance-like state, uh, and they go off together. Uh, Wesley said some line about, "I was confused by this, Sidge, because he said, oh, 'I've not seen smoke like this since I was hanging out around with with Matt Riddle.'" And he and he clues as to what that might have been in reference to. <sighs> Stoned already. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, there's a video with Danny Palmer who's asking Briggs and Jansen for help. Then he oh, can Fallon Henley could get jealous because they're helping Danny Palmer now. I'm, I'm clutching at straws here now. Jealous of what? She's just a friend and there's no romantic investment or involvement with the two of them. Yeah, it was alluded to one week and then they just dropped it. What's going on here? Come on. It's going to seem weird. I just hope. Just really enjoy watching telegenic people tease me that they might not get together, but then do. Mm-hmm. That's just one of my favorite things in the world. Mm-hmm. 
Seasons two and three of the American Office obviously goaded in this regard. What was it your wife said when you started watching it? It's obviously like a classic piece of television. Brilliant will they, weren't they story? And she just went, Karen was hotter. <laughs> Should have went with Karen. She's fitter. It's like perfect wrestling to it, isn't it? Karen better. Karen it's like better. Usos Young Bucks. <laughs> and I rewatched over the weekend the golden era of community. Oof. And they realised, right, we're onto something with here. Let's do it with every single character. Mm, yeah. It's a bit much. Jeff runs through it with like Britta and Annie. Yeah. Yeah. I get it mostly with uh, Jonathan Creek and his assistant. It's like, oh my God, will they, won't they? And will he solve the. Mystery, and then he does, and it's just... Oh, my God. <laughs> will they, won't they? And it's the plot. <laughs> oh, God, will he solve the crime? I just don't know, 50 minutes later. He solved the crime. Just what's going to happen next just, week? Just in time as well. And he's got a low-key crush on Abed, because whenever he does, like, a bit like a Harrison Ford or yeah. um, a Don Draper, she's always into cosplaying Abed. It's one of the crushes. It's a great, great program, Wilborn. You will love it. When it's at its best. Used to air on Thursdays with The Office. And there was a oh. point where like The Office was falling off and community was like seasons one, two, and three. And I would... Me and my wife would watch them on a Friday night through... Um, uh, um, we'd fly to America, like Saxton's. Yeah. And watch, oh, them, yeah. And watch them all together in a bunch. Uh, and it was like the quality all of a sudden of community while The Office was declining was amazing because it was just like, oh, that one's dying. But this one's great. And yeah, then yeah. massively disappeared up until an arson died as well. Yes, it did, it did. Everything you love dies on American television. That's just how it always ends. Um, AW Dynamite preview coming up later <laughs> today. <laughs> so, yeah. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. <laughs> Danny Palm is getting help from Briggs and Jensen, and Hank and Tank are there. And uh, they, they uh, uh, this is filmed earlier on the day, and this sets up the, the tag match for a little bit later. I love Hank and Tank as a team. They're great. Sid just had one, so I'm treating myself to one. Tank is the fucking man. Like, I kind of, like, it's been bubbling under with me and Tank, and then I fell in love in this episode. I'm a Hank guy. Great. So we've, we've covered off that entire tag team. I was saying to Sid this morning that Tank is the type of guy that would, like, have this one dynamite match, and he'd probably lose, but he'd be the first thing we all talked about the next day. Well, let's look at that again. And then Tony Khan would sign him. Well, I hear you. Tank is all elite. And then he'd be jobbing on Rampage. But you'd just remember that. Like, remember Comoratos first, where he answered, like, Moxley challenged the whole locker room. And then you seen it, Comoratos, like, yes, I believe he would fight him because look at him. Why yeah. not? They all follow away in the end. But initially. That, like, was that the one? Yeah, because Comoratos, the one where they were like, right, time to go into the ring, where we always keep that one wooden chair. They just used it one match yeah, to, br- yeah. to break it. It's a great visual, but yeah. it's like, I've never seen this before <laughs> or since, but I think it was Dustin Rose or someone just like smashed it on his back and he was like, oh, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. But it looked great. Tank's got that right now. Spit out his own. T- well, he we'll sure there. did. He tucked it away. Um, yeah. Before that, we have to talk about Charlie Dempsey versus Tyler and Biet. Um Put some knee pads on and speak American, you losers. <laughs> I'm not buying it. Like, is it sacrilege to be British and say you don't like British style? Because I don't. I like this a lot. <sighs> just did look weird. Oily legs and small Jackie Palo trunks. Piss off. Marty Palo? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> they've just hit on top of the Pops 1994 on Fridays. They've just hit week 14, which I think is the week where Wet 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 actively ask for lovers all around to just stop pressing the single because even they're sick of it. So they're like, <laughs> we don't want to break the Brian Adams record. We, we don't, don't want, want any be, more money. Yeah, we don't want to be thought of as the heels in this. Like, while this was good in theory, we're pretty sure people will resent us more and not buy our records in the future. Just stop producing the record. And uh, I, th- I don't know this and I haven't checked because I don't want spoilers, but my memory's telling me, I think, I'm sure Wigfield goes, yes, please. Oh. And then it, I think it's Saturday night that comes in and is like, I'll take that. Thank you very much. But I... 
even the top of the pops presenters are like, you know what's coming next, so let's do the top ten for formality's sake. Still number one. Sorry, Let Loose. Sorry, Aswad. Sorry, BC52's Meet the Flintstone. Sorry, China Black Searching. Four bangers after bangers after bangers after bangers. You're not getting number one off the wets. I always remember the Run DMC Jen- Jason Nevins stint at the top. Uh-huh. Just, it, and it, they never had, had them on, obviously. So it's like, well, you've got to the end. Time to watch the Run DMC video <laughs> again. <laughs> Goat song that there. Like a cold close rather than cold open. Anyway, nothing in the studio. Top of the Pops reminds me that it used to be better, man. Everything used to yeah. be better. Because that was it. That was your chart. That was dominating the country and united by wet, wet, wet. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you go on this thing called, you know, you know, Kerrang magazine, and then a few years later, Napster. Oh. A treasure trove. And it actually feels like a treasure trove. It's not this just choice, 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 information, 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 information. Speaking of Kerrang! on ways to die on stage by cold. Yes, please, Napster. Well, on last week, I'll have that deep cut of uh, grunge. I was more of a Kazar guy myself. A bit young, aren't you? Yeah. Well, there was something on this top of pop called a satellite segue, where they played two songs in a row that were broadcast live from America, which looked so glamorous because, like, the filter on the camera was a little bit dusty. It was like, oh, I know they're in America. One was from a Soundgarden gig. For Black Hole Sun, like, and just the people are going oh my God. nuts, right? You're just seeing all the people crowd surfing. It looks like gigs used to look. I've been to a few lately that I'm getting very worried about the future of these. There's business. Um, <laughs> and uh, then it cut from there to New York, glamorous New York for uh, Lisa Loeb doing Stay. Oh! Um, uh-huh, yeah. I'd stay? Have, um, yeah, I think it was called Stay, wasn't it? What's the song? Where does it go? Sing it to me. You say, I only hear what I want to. I think I, I might have discovered my penis to that song, to be honest. But like, <laughs> just an absolute classic. And then neglected it several years later. Oh, I got bored of it really quickly. Like, became an adult, saw the consequences of my actions. I love them both dearly, but, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, what were we talking got about? Got the head off the snake. What were we talking about? Run DMC and Jason Nevins. It's like that. Oh, speaking That's of cool. it's like that, back to NXT. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Uh, Charlie Dempsey, <laughs> Tyler Bate, uh, Joe Gacy came down uh, during the match, got into a bit of a, a row with Drew Gulak and Wesley, who were also ringside. So Tyler Beard does this big dive over the ropes mid-match onto Gulak and Gacy. Um, and then Gulak caused a distraction. And uh, after uh, Tyler Bate had hit the bing and the bop, whatever it's called, and he goes to do that springboard off the ropes thing with his head and gets clobbered by Gacy. Turns around, dragon suplex from uh, Gacy. Bridge, one, two, three. Oh, no. What was this match? What we're talking about? <laughs> Dempsey and Beard. Right, what's Gacy doing here? Was something, did I miss something? He's trying week? to corrupt Tyler Bate. When did this start happening? Um, Dem- when... Well, kind of here. They lost to Chase U when Tyler Bate was helping, and Tyler Bate was oh, yeah. like, "I don't, I don't need your message. I've got, I can meditate. I can." All oh, right, okay. So, it's, and it's Gacy forcing himself into what will probably end up being like a. So I thought Gacy and had a problem with Gallus. He's got two problems. Everyone's got a problem with Gallus. Yeah. I was just. I oh, was they've sh- lost their tag match now, so they don't care about. Uh, I completely, like, if I'm being honest, I completely lost the string of the, <laughs> the wider storyline. So I was like, "What are you doing here?" Um, some of the action in here was. Mwah. Yeah, Very slick, really, really nice. Like if Charlie Dempsey can, you know, dig down and discover the pattern gene that is within him, then he could be really good. You can't just be in this business by, just for the wrestling. By virtue of the fact that this was promoted in front of a performative 
300-strong throng of essentially plants. It's just the loudest match anyone from the Regal family has ever worked. Got him. Should, uh, if you're going to do more like World of Sport matches, since the audience are plants anyway, you should put like the stunt 1970s UK grandma oh, like, oh trying to hit God. him with a high heel or something like yeah, that, yeah, a handbag. Yeah. She's not a real grandma. She's a stunt grandma. Are you sailing from bloody Sabrina Teenage Witch? Yeah. I love the way they shoot that as well because you see the grandma, like, obviously, front row, best seat in the house, like, oh, I hate the heel, I'll get it. And then, like, as soon as, like, the heel looks away, you see the grandma wink, like, at the heel while it's still in the crowd. <laughs> we got him. Hang on, what did you just do? <laughs> She's become corrupted. Um, we see a video. Nice signs. Almost too nice. That's right. They're given out at the door. <laughs> I'll rewatch this at lunchtime today. It's so good. I, oh, I see s- that on the firm deletion. See? <laughs> um, we see a Twitter thing. I didn't watch it to not talk about it for three minutes on the Dynamite preview. <laughs> good point. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> I was going to hate watch it anyway. I just like to hate. Um, Mellow seen bronze video, and he runs out of the barbershop to make sure Trick isn't doing it by himself tonight. Uh, Mackenzie's chatting to Dragon Lee about Noam Dar. Um, and Dragon Lee's intimating that he wants a shot at that Heritage Cup. Then Noam Dar appears on the screen. Um, he's uh, announcing his talk show, Supernova Sessions, uh, and he's going to have Dragon Lee on there, and he's going to skyrocket after he's done this. Terrible. The Heritage Cup. What are we doing? Like, I don't know. Dragon Lee's doing. got one eye on the Heritage Cup. Well, that's weird, because I've got zero, <laughs> and I'm not even a wrestler. Like... Don't, it's barely more valuable than the new world heavyweight title in terms of complete trinkets that yes. are on these shows at the moment. Right, it's time for uh, Briggs, and, event? Briggs and Jensen versus Hank and Tank. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, smacking each other about. Tank lost a tooth, spit it out and put it in his bloody singlet for safekeeping. Oh, my God. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Is that like a stunned tooth? I don't know, because he did... It some- looks real. <laughs> He was sort of like loosening it, and then he's like, oh, yeah. and then he just, well, what else do you do? I think putting it in his gear felt like this, the real bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I've got my tooth. Maybe can this be fixed? Like well, he's just like a tank because he don't give a <laughs> shit. It's NXT law, isn't it? Um, anyway, tank uh, at the heart attack finish, I think, for Briggs and Jensen for the one, two, three. But there's a nice show of sportsmanship afterwards. They were too, Hank and Tank were too charismatic and in Tank's case, especially physically dominant, for you to buy Briggs and Jensen as all of a sudden like the Usos or the Young Bucks of NXT. Yeah. Like they're playing, like they've survived this storyline, their friendship's gone through the mill, they're back on track, and now it's just like, we're kind of the veterans around here. It's like, you're still bang average. Yeah. Like I loved you because you were involved in this preposterous storyline, not because all of a sudden your work improved exponentially. So this didn't scan as believable, like stacking them up. Great win here. We're going to probably move on to five of the bills again in the next couple of weeks. You're years off, lads. But I was really enjoying the sex stuff. Yeah, get back to that. See, as much as I agree with that take, I like this as four dumb jocks beating the snot out of each other and just thinking... You know what? Let's just hit each other harder as this progresses. There's a bit of a feeling getting conjured here, and mm. I just quite liked it. Had some identity, didn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, then it was time for hard-hitting home truths with Nathan Fraser. <laughs> Jesus. We had a <laughs> game for this, and we were, no, we were nowhere near it, were we? Yeah, we had a game for this. Where? Well, you explain it. You're the broadcaster. Well, you know, last time he did this, he said, um, if you're quick, you can just run away from your problems or something. Oh, yeah. If you're fast enough, you don't have problems, you just run away. <laughs> Outrun them. So I thought that this would be his way of saying, right, I'm 
fast and agile I can fly high. And he was going to do some kind of analogy. For if you've got problems coming your way, if you're agile enough, like me, you can just dodge them. Hey, 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 hey. And like, that's a hard hitting home truth for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Do a leapfrog over them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. leapfrog over your problem. Yeah. I said, uh, people say to me, uh, what I do is death defying. Well, if I can defy death, then I can defy being a bit sad or whatever. Like, it was just... Yeah. But it was none of that, was it? It was... Uh, 17 people have left NXT. Um, talks about all the countries that are in NXT, the wrestlers that are there. Talks about Chase U. <laughs> Silly, that's not a country. Um, but Duke Hudson goes there, and he comes from a country. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, brings up Noam Dar. Talks about Supernova Sessions, says that's where he made his first appearance. Uh, but actually, it's not actually a good talk show. It's there just to stroke Noam Dar's ego. Um, and then he plays the click of Noam Dar getting super kicked, uh, and he really enjoys watching that. And then he shows Noam Dar cradling the Heritage Cup like a baby uh, and says, oh, it's, it's his baby. Uh, and then he might not have his baby soon. Bye. And that's what you call world domination. Now, on the subject of global organisation, what are you talking about? <laughs> f- are you talking about, you weird fucking c- <laughs> And why... Uh, um, are you a baby face? Uh, is he a baby face? Because I think what they're trying to do here is he's like the sort of gregarious, oh, Nathan Fraser, sort of Nathan Zinger, more like. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like trying to like be like a funny guy. Yeah. And like John Oliver. Do you think he's, he's been affected he's by the writer's strike? Is that the problem? <laughs> got knee banter whatsoever. And honestly, like, oh, you know, that like inward cringe. When he's going, roll the footage, roll the footage. It's like he's treating the trophy like it's a baby. Oh, fucking Jesus what did Christ. You? You've got knee banter what did at you, all. What did it's you, weird. What did you cringe more for? That or Dana Brooke trying to get a high five on Raw? I forgot to mention that on the... Uh, uh, I felt sorry for um, Dana Brooke. Yeah. Ben Carter had a choice to make, and I feel no remorse for him whatsoever. Have you seen who Ripley's next big opponent is? Obviously, but remind me. Well, if you had to... I thought the power's back. It's not memorable to you. She, she uh, had a match, yeah. Uh, uh, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Rhea Ripley had a match with Dana Brooke on Raw, because of course she did. When I raw. Um, and she... I forgot to also mention this. She beat her, submitted her, um, and then put her back in the submission. Yeah. And a, a, a person came out to say, that's not right, and I want to face you. This person not only was the worst possible option, uh, but also walked to the ring. Like, you'd think you'd run out, but I like, stop, stop doing that. Okay. She, here she comes, but... It's time to play the game! Time to play time the game! Ha 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 Who's Rhea Ripley's next opponent? I feel like I'm... You obviously watched it, but I think your feed... You've watched all the Raw, but I think your feed just cut out for this segment. Um, so that's I feel understandable. Like being given the eyes here, like I'm Freddie Woodman and user Alex Pritchard. But is it Tamina herself? No, Ooh, we, tro- we Trojan horse that. Yeah. Ah, the one, remember. Uh, I can't... Who? Shotzi? She got drafted to Raw, oh, didn't she? entertaining. You know, you got, you're aiming far too high here. It's not... Isn't it? Is it Natalia? Yeah, it's Natalia. Oh, your face is dry. You're aiming far too entertaining. What would I hate? What would I absolutely hate, Hamlet? Me. Why? 
Like, why? Save pair of hands, knows the club inside out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They really bring Rhea Ripley along. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, suck. Night of Champions, that is it. Right, and they've like established a lot over the years. Like typically now these judgment day feeds are brilliant because it's like, oh actually they're friends with that. Like other than that time I pitched Gallus. <laughs> but he's like, ah, there's stable stuff. Like they've kind of said it on camera loads over the years that like Natalia's not got any real friends. Like every now and then some people partner with her for like multi-woman tag matches and mm. stuff, but like you can't picture her like sidling up to the OC or something and being like that. I'm in a real pinch here with the judgment day. Do you think you can help me out? And they'd probably do that thing like, oh, uh, sorry, we we already went. Like, just, we've, we've already been. Yeah. We've wrestled yeah. tonight, sorry. Mm. Like just, she's not that character, is she? And when, like, Sasha came back when she was injured, and the was like, it was really great last night. I did my best. And Sasha's like, yeah, cheer for Natty, bitch. <laughs> she's like, yeah, pull the wig off. I'm back. I'm taking out one of you, loser. Jim Neidart on a table. Who, def- who defended her at that time? Nobody. A dead dad was printed on a table. Yeah. Not sing the table, Neidart. What a single Jim person. Crying that crying again. And as I said to Sid, I can't remember the last time that Natalia did, and he reminded me she was at WrestleMania in the in the women's showcase. With Shotzi. With Shotzi, yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to NXT. Uh, Lyra Valkyria, Bird Person versus Kiana James. And uh, Kiana James got a near fall with a sort of last ride powerbomb thing, but Valkyria... I'm sorry, I don't want to put down Lyra Valkyria. I was just disappointed that Kiana James lost here. Valkyria hit a roundhouse kick and won. At various points, most of the way, actually, without being a good or memorable match in particular. It felt like they were trying to win and not cooperate with one another, which is a four and three <laughs> quarter star match on the NXT scale. It's almost if Kiana James over the last 12 months should have concentrated on improving her wrestling rather than her multi-property business portfolio in attempting to break up friendships and relationships in the process. Well, maybe now she's not distracted with this tournament, she can focus on trying to take over the bar and getting back to the best storyline in yeah. wrestling. That's I'm really clutching at straws today. I do apologize. But that's perfect NXT, isn't it? Right, that bloody wrestling's out the way. Yeah. You're yeah. going to buy that bar and shag that guy or what? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gallus are bleep, oh, sinking the beers at the bar, toasting their title defense when who should walk in, but, oh, my God. Uh, Tony D and Stax. Tony D does a bit of a, Tony did a bit of a British accent here. It's good. Yeah. I was like, who's like, that? <laughs> Tony D. Oh, oh yes. Congrats on the win tonight, mates. Stack says, "Yeah, we made some scratch tonight with your win. You guys, you're you're the champs." But Albert, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Coffee Barry Coffee wants to know <laughs> what their business is. Tony D says. Oh, you wake up angry over there, Joe. Look, last time me and Stax came in here, we left with a stand and deliver agreement. Stax said, yeah, and if this guy wasn't involved, you two wouldn't even be holding no titles. Coffee, Barry Coffee, let's get gets confrontational. And Tony says, oh, before things get out of hand here, we understand you've got your whole crew here. We just want to come in, tell yous we want the next crash. Yous, yous guys. We won the next crack at the titles. Uh, and then Joe Coffee's a tool. Oh, sorry. Joe Coffee threatens them with a tool. Uh, <laughs> says those days are over. Uh, they handle business differently now. He's here. Uh, why don't you leave where you can still walk? And uh, How is that any different to how they've always handled business? The boring oh, I hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs> Tony says, oh, we'll leave. But you don't want to go down that road. 
Go stateside now. You don't want to threaten me. Don't worry. We'll get a title match. And they start squaring up, and then they realize there's other people in the bar that are obviously Team Gallus. Uh, and Stack says, Boss, we're outnumbered. Let's go. And they leave. Just the- dragging it out. Just dragging it what, two, two and a bit weeks? Yeah. I'm not saying this is effective heel work, but when Joe Coffey was like telling them to go, he went, I want to punch my screen. I hate you so much. Like, Shawn Michaels is an idiot. Triple H is an idiot. They've wanted and have presented these guys as baby faces. And I've made this point before. Every single wrestling fan, or virtually every single wrestling fan, is, and I can speak on behalf of them. I've met them. I think a lot of them would say the same thing. Nerds who exist in a subculture who probably also like other alternative subculture media. Like, we don't like, or I don't like, the people who Gallus are. They... Call me a dickhead in the pub. Mm. That's what they are. Like, and even when the heels are so bang average, they're the stories about Joe Coffey. Are they both baby faces, these teams? Well, one team definitely is. Yeah, but like in the, you know, they've got the internal, the very helpful internal, oh, you know, they're listed as a baby face on the internal <laughs> sheet. And you're like, what? And you get these reports from like a Sap or a Melt, yeah, yeah, Bray White's listed as a baby face. <laughs> and the internal run sheet, and Randy Orton's the heel. <laughs> that's helpful because I wouldn't know I don't know what they would be listed as it just reminded me I saw a new uh, reaction image on Twitter the other day you know when like somebody posts something just so shocking or weird that there's like the gif of people going like what the like that a new one of that is remember how like when The Fiend first debuted they bring the letters up one at a time so it's like the F and it's just like Bray Wyatt as mid Fiend going like, like, like the F <laughs> that's good stuff yeah man. Uh, yeah, so that was that was the end of that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey Stacks, oh, hey, how's it going? Good guys, how you doing? Enjoy your day off, you f***ing part-timer. No, <laughs> never do. Rather be here, Stacks, you know this. Good to have you back, Danny. <laughs> uh, Sitch, what is the deal with your good old British pub? Well, it's a public house. It's an establishment, if properly licensed, where the, the worker, the, the student... The whoever can imbibe certain spirits, ales, wines, um, and just get merry, merry and drunk. So that is the deal with pubs. Why don't you say that? Because I just saw Vincent Van Gogh in the pub. I uh, offered him a beer, and he said, no thanks, I got one here. I got one here! Huh? <laughs> Cut it off! <laughs> like sunflowers. <laughs> Three jokes, three questions. Joke for you, Sidge. Why was Shakespeare clearly refused entry? He was barred. He was barred for life. (laughs) Make you think. (laughs) Pamphlet. How many beers does it take to get a German scientist drunk? Huh? Picture that. Einstein. Ooh. Ooh. Einstein. Einstein is correct. Yes. Really oh, good. That one, Sage. Really you good. Get the hat trick. Final question for you guys. Picture this. A horse is in a pub. You got it? Yeah. What kind of wine does it drink? Huh? Right. Pinot. 
Is it Pinot Noir? Pinot Noir? Pinot, Pinot Noir? <laughs> um, Chardonnay? Is there any kind of pun? It's Chardonnay, isn't it? Chardonnay! It's a Chardonnay! We did it, guys! See you later! Got the hat trick! Wow! Bye, Stacks. You got all three? We got all three? <laughs> I just, you know, I can't sit because of the microphone. And I, wow. That was a, like a right foot, left foot header of Archer because I was, yeah. in, I was one of them perfect ones. You wanted to be there in person for it. Wow. I was worried, yeah, when I was thinking you were going to Pino. I was like, oh, maybe not Pino. It could be something else. And then you said you'd nail I'm it. Honestly, it's like one of, the, <laughs> one of the highlights of my work and career, that. Published books. Stacks is so to the point when you nail the He's just out. He's gone straight away as quick as he was here. Yeah. Maybe that's the last we'll ever see of him. It won't be. Uh, main event time <laughs> as well. Look at this. It's all coming uh, together. It's all for it's a happy day for me. Trig Williams versus Brian Breaker. Um, so he's got, yeah, um, meaner than evil written on his gear. Thoughts? He's a badass. It's so dumb. Yeah. That it's good. It's like, it should be WWE speak what you're on about. But it's good, I think. You know when he when they, he was still a babyface and he was barking with the creeds. You know, like they're amazing heels. If you want to, they're yeah, the yeah. they're the worst people you could dare to run into backstage. This was that for me. The nailing how much of a like the dumb jock arsehole that Bromberry can be. Uh, I like the fact that Trick Williams was in control early on. Uh, boots Breaker out of the ring. They're fighting on the floor. He wants to send him into the timekeeper's area, but Breaker backdrops him on the announce desk and starts. Mauling him, basically. Um, uh, I'm not sure if he kicked out a one-point trick or whether Bron Breaker just decided, um, dominate him so much, I'm just going to do some push-ups here. Um, Williams looks like he might be getting back into it, but Breaker nails him with the Steiner power slam. Uh, He's toying with him now. Um, But Williams comes back, catches Breaker with a neck break, uh, with a neck breaker. Um, Short-arm Uranagi slam for a near fall. Breaker then uh, blocks the wind-up kick and does that military press power slam combo. Um, again, it looks like Trick Williams might be getting back into this. He goes for that big kick of his. Uh, Breaker just just turns him in half um, with the uh, spear, pulls down the straps, puts him in the Steiner recliner. <coughs> Trick struggles and struggles, and then he really leans back into it. Trick Williams has no choice but to tap out. Um, after the match, he puts him back in the recliner. Here comes Carmelo Hayes, uh, who rushes into the ring to make the save, but he springboards off the ropes right into another huge spear by Bron Breaker, who uh, stands over him, talks trash, and holds the title belt before throwing it down uh, onto him and uh, posing as the show goes off the air. I love this. Still really good as like their perfect video package heel. I, as an as an viewing experience, it was still a bit too flabby for me. Like they just cannot resist. Like in this case, typically you would sell as a babyface for way too long, and then you get the big comeback. You want to see him right now be a, when he's the cruelest he is and the most vile he is physically. It's the best. It's absolutely the video package for this match is going to rule. But I still think Trick got a bit too much. Like there was a Bron should have cut him off three moves sooner than he did. Like just just really commit. They think that they have got to play this game of chess with Bron. How much can we commit to him being this new badass before we kill too many of our baby faces? 
You can't mm-hmm. kill the baby face. The trick here is to make it seem like this man cannot be stopped, and then the baby face stops him a bit, and there's real juice in this mellow match that wasn't the first time around. Just commit even more, because you see here with the post-match attack and with the finish especially, like, how good he is at this? More, 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 more of this with no compromises for me. I, oh, man. I understand why they went this structure, because they're trying to do two things at once. One of them isn't really um, that timely, it's not really urgent to get Trick Williams to sort of fulfill his destiny as a man who can stand on his own two feet and not just be Mellow's mate. He can do that at a different time. I think a more important point, I'm with Hamlet, was to um, just really nail this breaker character early. I understand why they did the thing I don't think they should have done, however. I hate to say this, Trick stuff doesn't really look that good. Right? It just doesn't. It doesn't look impactful like... No snap. <laughs> like, it's just, he doesn't look like he's really firing up and... You still want him to go at the dojo. Yeah, mm. there's no intent there. He's in the right place at the right time most of the time, but he's not, like, really fighting and struggling and connecting, and it's all a bit robotic. It's a shame. Hopefully he gets there. I love him. Mm. Well, let us know your thoughts on NXT on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Cool, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> watch there, you can follow all three of us. Uh, you can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... Um, Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and the Dadley Boys back later on today to look ahead to AEW Dynamite and back on the films. Deletion. Which we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. Um, but for now, this has been the NXT review. My thanks to the Dadly Boys, to Stax. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust new Custom Spray 5 in 1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.